0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic will face Copenhagen in the last 32 of the Europa League With Rangers up against Braga Neil Lennon's side stay two points clear at the top After beating Hibs Steven Gerrard's men had done their bit with a victory in Motherwell Despite an Alfredo Morelos red card I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans The Euro draw could only be described as favourable We could have Celtic and Rangers in the last 16 of a European tournament Alec, we could even be drawn to play again Against each other at that stage All this and the championship race between them That's hotting up on the domestic front How much excitement can an old codger take? But fair play to the pair of them For monopolising the excitement market Where would the Scottish game be Without Celtic and Rangers? Yeah, another good weekend on the same theme for the old firm Both picking up three points uh, Game of the day and Saturday was uh, St Mirren Livy for me 3-3 Partick Thistle Back to back wins Starting to climb up the table Very much needed Do not hang about 0141 951 1025 That's the number you need on the phones And on Twitter We are at Clyde SSB Get in touch What do you make of the Europa League draw? Favourable? Difficult? Somewhere in between? And of course What about yesterday? What about all the big talking points? If you're interested in the game at Fir Park How pleased are you Rangers fans At getting the three points Getting the 2-0 victory What about Alfredo Morelos And that Mm. red card Uh, And Celtic fans Jeremy Frimpong How much more are you going to praise this guy Between now and the end of the season Another man of the match display Yesterday New contract for near Beaton as well Uh, It should be said So lots happening Please don't hang about 01419511025 It's Monday night though Hugh Keevans Which means Mm. you have some decisions to make Your result of the weekend Please I am going for Breaking Two <laughs> Cowden Beef One No more Mushroom For Mark Wilson He only answers To the nickname Pip Alex Ray <laughs> Result of the weekend For you I'm, I'm going for um, Ross County Gordon A 90th minute winner uh, Sorry Let me rephrase that I'm going for St Johnston Okay. Sorry, uh, purely for the point of view uh, Big three points Tommy Wright up off the bottom uh, For me that was uh, the result of the weekend Okay, I think you've jumped the gun I goal, did too, sorry it was no, a goal, This yeah. is why I, we can explain it all Goal yes. of the weekend Yes, Lee Irwin uh, I thought his first strike was excellent But his instincts to get the rebound In the 90th minute, Gordon Take the three points Much needed also for Ross County your goal of the weekend, Hugh. Let's be honest. It's okay. We always talk the game up. We weren't. Yeah. I don't think we were spoiled for choice this weekend. No. Mm. And for that reason, I'm giving it to Jeremy. Oh my days, Frimpong for the sheer joy that he brings to the game. Uh, his part in the build-up, his execution for a guy who says he can't finish. He finished not too badly And your howler of the weekend Remember this can be anything from A sitter in front of goal A goalkeeping mistake A refereeing error You get to apply artistic licence to this one I'm going for hearts And the excessive howling That went on (laughs) against St Johnston It is still the case That hearts have won just three times at home In all Of 2019 And the last time St Johnston Won away from home Was last December A year ago That's how bad hearts are Teams who haven't won Away from home for a year Go to their place And win Yes I'm going for uh, Don Robertson A refereeing decision for me Gordon I think it was a pretty straightforward Mugabe 
Foul on Morelos And for the life of me I've seen it 50 yards away How the referee never saw it Beyond me 01419511025 I appreciate the two items Are very much intertwined But let's From our perspective Try and talk about yesterday Then we'll, we'll cover off the draw But if you want to talk about both By all means Let's do it Give us a call Or tweet us at Clyde SSB Let's start with the first game yesterday Stephen Gerrard says he felt Don Robertson was desperate To give out a red card yesterday However he says he's got no complaints about Alfredo Morelos' second booking And he was happy with the display at Fir Park Exactly what I was looking for A strong, solid away win Fantastic defensively um, Good base and good structure about us And I always knew if we got that side of it right today Because I knew we were going to come under bits of pressure Because they're in a side in good form I knew if we got that base right and we were solid and strong. I knew we could go and cause them problems, and we did. Alfredo with his first red card yeah. of the season. How, how frustrated mm. are you with the second booking? Well, it's the first setback he's had since there's been huge, huge improvements. Um, so we'll we'll reset that, but we've certainly got no complaints. And unfortunately, the supporters and, and his teammates will suffer because he's not available for the next game. But um, we've got no complaints on that. There was a bit of a um, bit of commotion at half time between both sets of players. I don't think there was much in it. I just felt at that moment when I seen the referee go out and book Declan Gallagher and book Ryan Jack, I felt like he was waiting for for a moment. Now, we've got no complaints in terms of the red card, but I felt he was desperate to give a red card out today. I did get that feeling from the side, which is unfortunate because our player did, does get that type of abuse. I always applaud Stephen Gerrard for his candour, his honesty, <clears throat> and the way he sums up matches. His analysis is always very fair. But I don't think the reference to the referee is fair on Don Robertson Because how does Stephen Gerrard prove it? If Don Robertson says, I wasn't desperate to send anybody off Then how does a manager say, oh yes you were, we're into panto season Alex Ray, what about the bigger picture first? What about the result? Because that yes. is, I know these controversial incidents get everyone's attention but what about the fact that Rangers come away with the three points? Yeah, it was impressive, Gordon. I think uh, Gillespie had a really busy afternoon yesterday and on another day it could quite easily have been a lot more. Um, I, we touched at the top of the programme yesterday that Rangers have dropped points in the last three seasons, two or three seasons there. Uh, so it was important for them to respond. Uh, they could not not put pressure on Celtic later on in the day and they'd actually done that with, with a mm. bit to spare. 0141-951-1025 Alan is first up He's a Rangers fan In Drumchapel What did you make of the game yesterday Alan? Yes I, I thought it was very good But um, um, A wee bit I think it's a wee bit harsh Morelos getting sent off yesterday Because through I watched the game And through the game Morelos was getting Sort of abuse from the fans The people shouting at him And stuff And when they got the goal Right fair enough he, he, Some of the, the celebration they'd done but I'm thinking it's a wee bit of harsh We get with the supporters throwing missiles at them And I think it's a wee bit harsh Giving him a second yellow for that So if he's getting Obviously he's going to he's going to celebrate So I just want to put that point to you And see what you think well, about it First of all uh, When Stephen Gerrard says that Rangers have no complaints Then that's the end of the story Open and shut case Rangers understand why Alfredo Morelos was yellow carded and therefore understand that two yellows make a red and off he goes. When it comes to fans and the throwing of missiles, any fan who throws a missile at a football player is a halfwit. Let me make that perfectly clear. I'll repeat it. Any fan who throws missiles at football players is a halfwit. Now, 
the law of the land should be protecting Alfredo Morelos and other players. There should be something stronger done about fans who throw missiles at players. And football needs society to help it in that regard. Players, though, are bound by the laws of the game. And the law regarding what Alfredo Morelos did yesterday says that he has to be booked. So Don Robertson only applied the letter of the law. But I repeat, those who threw things at Alfredo Morelos yesterday are halfwits. You can see where Alan's coming from, Alex. And of course, listen, I don't think anyone in their right mind would stand and condone the throwing of objects. I think it goes without saying... If you're Don Robertson Those are just separate issues Aren't they? Absolutely And that, that's that's where the problem comes. It's not as if Don Robertson can say oh, well, I'll tell you what I think maybe he's been getting a bit From the, from the, the fans yeah. The rule is pretty clear It says that you get a booking For gesturing or acting In a provocative, derisory Or inflammatory yeah. way And you can clearly see Why Don Robertson considers that To be the case Yeah uh, I've actually seen him do it To the Rangers fans yeah. uh, Over the course of his time seen here as well, yeah. I've seen Steve McLean do it to the Hearts fans when he scored goals for mm-hmm. Hearts and that is deemed okay because it's to your own fans and it's taken in the right uh, context and I think that's the, the, the key word here is context when you do that to opposition fans it's seen as inflammatory and I think if you look back over other issues throughout the last few years depending on what team you support everybody screams for a rooftop as soon as someone makes that gesture towards the opposition fans so when it was a yellow card yesterday that's the reason why Steven Gerrard comes out and goes we have no complaints and like we said on yesterday's show who I, I could not possibly pretend we've got 100% consistency of course you no. couldn't um, but 24 hours before Mark Wilson's breaking player got sent off for the exact same gesture yeah. and in fact I'm trying to clear this up but we think that was a straight red yeah. and when you look at the rule there is actually a rule which says that the use of offensive, insulting or abusive language or gestures can be a straight red card. So believe it or not, I know we think it's harsh, but under under that interpretation, Morelos might even have been sent, given a straight red for it, if the Brecon player got the same thing. And we are both on social media, all of us are on social media, and we understand why we've been bombarded uh, with uh, tweets about Scott Brown. Uh, at the end of a Celtic Rangers game and about Neil Lennon doing the same thing to the Rangers fans when he was Hibs manager. Now, I cannot defend either of those individuals for what happened there and I cannot tell you why they were not punished because I don't dole out punishments. I only talk about football. I can't actually sentence anyone. However, if you agree in principle that Neil Lennon and Scott Brown should have been punished Then you must agree in principle That the referee had no alternative yesterday Other than to send off Alfredo Morelos It's also quite difficult to compare Because one of them is after a game And again, please let it be very clear I'm not saying that makes it okay But one's after a game And one is a manager So if we are considering that this is a yellow card offence If this is a booking to Alfredo Morelos at that time, Neil Lennon as Hibs manager couldn't receive a yellow card. That mechanism wasn't there. Scott Brown's was a retrospective thing, yes. and he actually was charged. If you remember, then the appeal procedure kicked in, and all the rest of it. So we're not we're not really comparing like for like. Alan, what about the the the, the bigger picture? How much are you going to miss him on Friday? Uh, I think well, well, even at look of him yesterday, uh, and I was at the Thursday game as well. Some uh, he did look a wee bit tired for me as well. So uh, I would have thought I would have liked to have gave him a, a wee bit of rest, but 
yesterday's game, it was, well, Gerard said he was preparing to bring on Defoe and take Morelos off, but he never had the time to do it. Yeah, that's be- Alan, that's, Alan, that's because of the importance of Morelos. You know, oh. he is the go-to guy. His goal-to-game ratio this season is ridiculous, and that's the reason why he can't take him off. And I think he said in his uh, the piece that we just played there, the now that he won't be available, and that would be a shame for, for the fans and his teammates because he is the number one guy you put in the team lines because he's scoring at such a remarkable rate at the moment. And listen, it's a bit, I've been in that position myself, Hugh, where you have reacted to fans. Yeah. I, I, I've done it time after time over the years, and you have to learn to actually kind of live with it and then try and embrace it because it's actually a compliment because most away fans hate the better players uh, and, and, and give, give them the most stick. Thank you very much. That was Alan Indram Chapel, 0141-951-1025. Martin is a Celtic fan in Mount Vernon. Hi, Martin. How you doing? Good, thanks, Martin. What's on your mind? Basically, the, the Morelos thing again, It's, I think it's a difficult one because uh, he's been getting abused left, right and centre all day long. And it was the same with Neil Lennon with the cup in the year. I kind of think they're entitled to maybe you ever be a bit back to the fans if they're big enough and brave enough to shout at them for 90 minutes in a stand why not take a wee bit of well no criticism back but a wee bit of mm-hmm. a bit of banter sometimes as well you, you, yeah. it's not as if it's overly offensive I know mm-hmm. that there's other gestures you could do to the crowd and the whole place would erupt uh, and I take your point on board Martin I, mm-hmm. I actually think you know sometimes it should be if you're getting dogs abuse time after time and then all of a sudden I, t- I often talk about the Partick Thistle when I was getting dogs abuse for the main stand and I cut my ear ran the whole way up the, uh, the to the halfway line and I get sent off for uh, you know mm-hmm. whatever there was he said yeah I, f- I think you that's that's worth a discussion as well because we uh, you know if we take ourselves away from the rule under the rule it's pretty clear but yeah. sh- should the rule be changed not for Alfredo Morelos or not for Alex Ray but just for, for the for, for <laughs> well, the betterment of the game me, is it, is it, are we is it are fans too sensitive because fans will stand there and shout all sorts of players and yeah. then players aren't allowed to react is that is that correct fans are hypocrites because they will dish it out but if you give it back then they're the first to run for whoever a steward, a policeman, the referee, anybody. They're hypocrites. But the point that Martin makes concerns me in this way. Where do you draw the line? Yeah. If they throw a lighter at you, are you entitled to pick up the lighter and throw it back at them? Where do you draw the line? Alfredo Morelos and other players who celebrate, now remember the word celebrate goals by doing things like that, aren't celebrating. It's, it's not a celebration It's a notification I've just scored against you And I'm coming for you And I'm just going to give you A rude gesture Oh he just it, did, the, he did He just did the gesture To it, me there it, Hugh Keevans it, it doesn't It doesn't <laughs> It doesn't work You've got Particularly when you play For Celtic or Rangers You've got thousands Of your mm. own fans there You know I hate the one Where you get booking For embracing Your own fans You're not causing A disturbance they are not getting agitated. However, if you make that gesture, you are agitating the halfwits who can't wait to throw something. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, Alex, the, the fans who we are perhaps unfairly accusing of being overly sensitive, they, they didn't write this rule. That's not the way it works. You know, the, the, the rule is quite clear. But it just depends. If you can take a step back from that, maybe, we, maybe we'd benefit from a, a bit more of a relaxed approach. I don't know. Yeah, listen, I, I am of the opinion is, And I take Hugh's point on board Now Hugh's used an extreme example there If somebody throws a lighter at you You throw that back That's clearly 
uh, fight material here. Whereas uh-huh. if you can make a half, if you see some of the gestures that the supporters were making to Alfredo and, and this, or whoever else, Scott Brown or Neil Lennon, you you know that you know they're all making various gestures. Now there's, I think there's a line, and, and I think that is less than a lot of other ones. But again, where, where do you draw a line? And, and the thing is, it's there to protect everyone because you do not want to incite the ones who are actually throwing things as well. Yeah, uh, Martin, you want to have the final say? Well, I, I'm going to tell you a wee story from years back now. Go for it. At a Celtic Motherwell game, and Andy Gorham was the goalkeeper. And we sang it for 90 minutes solid. Andy Gorham, you're a donkey. And he was taking a bye kick, and he walked back, and he sat on the ball board, and I could, I could have nearly touched him. And he puts up the hands as if he's making the donkey ears. <laughs> and the fans all wanted to. I do appreciate that But I'm going to tell you something Martin Society has changed Since you were uh, mocking Andy Gorham And appreciating Andy Gorham Mock you back Society has changed but, but, now But maybe it's not even that Because ultimately Let's If we, if you want to get specific And I can't believe we're, we're getting to this level of detail If Alfredo Morelos Had done donkey ears At the Motherwell fans Then he probably wouldn't have been booked So, so there, there is there is still that distinction Is there not? He, he started off When he scored the goal He started off making another gesture That was fine Fine There's no way the referee Can book you for that But then to run towards The Motherwell fans Steven Gerrard At that point Must have thought Oh no Oh no Oh no Come back It was too late And Steven Gerrard Has summed it all up In four words We have No complaints 01419511025 Thank you very much To Martin In Mount Vernon We're on Twitter At Clyde SSB We're going to take a look At the draw For the last 32 Of the Europa League Are you happy with it Or not Tell us next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on the weekend's action and, of course, turning our attentions to that Europa League draw. What did you make of it? Are you happy with the draw? Uh, could it have been easier? Would you have preferred a glamour tie? What about the opposition? Let us know. 0141 951. 1025 uh, A few tweets coming in though About the Morelos incident yesterday John says As soon as Alfredo scored And made the gesture I thought What have you done? My first thought was You're going to get a card He did We all know right We all know right from wrong He won't do it again It was the right decision As a fan He will be missed Because of his physicality And Simon says Surely having a clear rule Saying don't do anything Is better than a rule That is around the perception mm-hmm. Of what is offensive Says Simon Now I'm sure We'll get more thoughts on that on the phones and on Twitter But massive story today Breaking news this afternoon was the Europa League draw So what did you make of it? Fans of both sides get in touch Here's the way it looks Copenhagen against Celtic on Thursday the 20th of February And on the same night Rangers against Braga So Danish opposition for Celtic Portuguese opposition for Rangers The following week They will then play the reverse fixture Celtic at home to Copenhagen on Thursday the 27th Braga v Rangers is actually a day earlier Wednesday the 26th Sum it up Hugh What was your initial reaction when you saw those balls coming out? Uh, To coin a phrase (laughs) Yeah Favourable Favourable You know I I was in the camp that said Yeah bring it on Let Man United uh, Play Rangers And let Wolves play 
Celtic and let's have the old Battle of Britain But I was shot down <laughs> Everyone wanted uh, you know, Something that gave Celtic and Rangers A bigger chance of the last 16 Now Braga uh, Did not lose to Wolves Home or away So they have to be Taken in that regard As uh, Not exactly a soft touch And Copenhagen I am quite sure Will be Able to be categorised in that way as well Not a soft touch But Celtic and Rangers With Ibrox and Celtic Park As their greatest allies Should be good enough To get through to the last 16 Well don't think we're quite at the stage yet Alex Where we consider anyone easy But Given what it could have been Are these favourable as Hugh says? Yeah without doubt I think um, You're absolutely correct in what you're saying there Gordon They were favourable I look at Copenhagen Seven points behind Michelin I think it was 7-3 Rangers beat them over two legs Hugh And on paper You would think that would be an easy one And when you look at uh, Braga Who are 14 points behind Porto And Rangers beat them And drew with them You would think that was the case I watched Braga play Millwall in a pre-season friendly And I was blown away By the difference in the level we always talk about levels. Millwall could not get a touch, Gordon. They were chasing shadows. And I thought to myself, this is a right good outfit. Now, when you look at both of them in the league campaigns, you're thinking, mm, you know, uh, Copenhagen seven points behind Michelin and they're, they're miles off the pace, uh, Braga. But the, the point is, they may well have a particular brand and style of play when it comes to cup competitions mm. where they can be a lot more expressive away from home. Am, and- I, am I right in saying that Rangers have not lost at home in a European tie under Yes Steven Gerrard Right so there's point number one Celtic Park On a Europa League night Is now mm. No different from Celtic Park On a Champions League night they, Their Their own home grounds Will be their greatest ally in this Celtic fans What do you make of Copenhagen Rangers fans What do you make of Braga Tear yourself away From trying to book flights And accommodation And let us know What you think of the tie Stuart's and Cambus Lang Happy with it Stuart? I am happy with the Celtic draw, mate. Aye, very happy. Uh, I'm also happy Rangers have got a decent draw as well because I think it would be good if we all get through. Uh, imagine Celtic Rangers through to the last 16 draw. I think that would be great for the Scottish game. How would you I, think feel? It, I think it would tip Hugh Keevens over the edge, quite yeah. frankly. But how, it, would you, how would you feel if they were drawn against each other in the last 16, Stuart? Uh, as much as it would be a good tie, I don't think... I wouldn't like it. I'd like to see the two of them go a lot further in the competition, to be fair. Save it for the final, Hugh. Simple yeah, as that. Yeah, Get yeah. us a trip to Gdansk. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see it? Gdansk. Um, but yeah, that, that's the reality of it. I don't expect anyone right now to be going, no, that'll be great for the coefficient. You know, this is no. about more your, your own team, your own priorities, but there is, there is a chance of success there. Gordon, I have to be honest with you, it did cross my mind. I'm thinking to myself because when we dropped to 16th, there was a, a tinge of disappointment because we'd managed to get, get there so quickly. I'd, if you'd have said a year ago, There'll be two places up for grabs Next next year you'd have went oh. You're off your head But the actual reality is Is we're a stone throw away If you get in that, that spot Gordon And it'd be brilliant for the game If you get two chance Two bites at the cherry mm. Yeah I mean Stuart's a Celtic fan Hugh You can only go on paper at the moment So Copenhagen I think Alex mentioned it There's seven points behind Mitchelland And they're in second place In the Danish league yeah. We saw Mitchelland this season Get knocked out by Rangers Copenhagen finished second In their Europa League group Behind Malmo and ahead of, uh, I think it was Lugano of Switzerland and Dynamo Kiev. So if you're talking about on paper, again, we repeat ourselves, you can't take it for granted. We're not saying it's easy, but there's clearly room for optimism there if you're a Celtic fan. Yeah, and the optimism stems from the 
qualification group. You know, Celtic have beaten Lazio from Serie A home and away. They have uh, taken care of Wren and not lost to them home or away. Uh, therefore, they're entitled to approach this in a very confident frame of mind. The fans will love it. Copenhagen is a great city. The Tivoli Gardens won't know what's hit it when Celtic get there. Uh, and Copenhagen also have a fabulous stadium. It, this is big time uh, and Celtic will revel in it. Uh, Stuart, having won the group, that obviously saw Celtic avoid some of the, the bigger sides that left it open to get drawn against Copenhagen. Also being seeded meant that Celtic would be at home in the second leg. Do you think that could be important, Stuart? Very, very important. If we go out there and try and get a draw... We'll not see that if we for a draw. I think we've got the capabilities to win the game over there, but a draw would be perfect to bring back to Parkhead. Neil Lennon's brought a whole different attitude of mind to these things, Stuart. You know, um, you you could genuinely have looked at some of uh, Brendan Rodgers' European performances and thought, that's not really acceptable. But... Uh, uh, Neil Lennon has brought that frame of mind now where Celtic, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, in Rome or at Celtic Park. They played Lazio the same way and it didn't matter whether it was in France or in Glasgow, they did the same with Wren and they will go to Copenhagen to win the match. Yeah, I mean, Stuart acknowledged as much himself, Alex, to be fair. You're not saying you set out for a draw, but it does give you that... That scope to, to know that you've got the safety blanket of you know home comforts, call it what you will, of coming back to your place in the second yeah. leg. Everybody wants it. If you could pick, that's what you would have. You're absolutely right. If you were to uh, pick a, a a game at your stadium for the second leg, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. Because by that time, you actually know what you have to do. And you'd rather do that in front of a full house either... Uh, well, it's, it's at Parkhead this, in this occasion. Do you know what's going through my mind, Alec? You know, by by that time, Gordon, refresh my memory. The ties will take place at late February, twentieth and twenty seventh or twenty sixth, if you're Rangers. You know, by that time, the the league race will have gathered momentum and then some. We will be at fever pitch by yeah, the end of February And we might have new signings Jeremy Frimpong for instance Can be added to Celtic's yeah. Europa League squad But by then So you know it's, yeah. A lot could change One of the things that was mentioned today Gordon I thought was interesting I think uh, Copenhagen have a game tonight Hugh The game in hand yeah. That they have mm-hmm. They're 1-0 uh, down to Odense Yes Nutty Prince Odense, has just yes. tweeted in to tell us Alright so there you go So, <laughs> But I think after I'm not sure if it's after tonight Or one more game Hugh They closed down Yes for yeah. I think it's about four or five days before I'll tell the you first what, time. Neil Lennon uh, has been speaking about it today. Uh, happy they oh, avoided lovely. some of the the bigger teams, and he's looking further ahead as well. The possibility for some of the Scottish sides. I think it's a good draw. I think when you consider we've avoided obviously the Champions League teams dropping down in the Europa League, and maybe some perceived bigger clubs, as you know, some people would call it. I think it's still. A team with you know great European pedigree over the years, um, whether it be Champions League or Europa League, they did very well to come out of the group. We know they've got a, a break now that may work in our favour. You know when the fixtures come round in, in February. So pleased that obviously we're there first and psychologically you know we can bring them back here and hopefully do well over the two days. But yeah, in in essence, we're pleased with the draw. Obviously, if we can to make inroads in the competition, I think it's important for. Player development. I think it's important for the club. I think it's important for me to develop as a coach as well. Europe's always a, a huge arena and character playing. So um, we'll try and do our best. You know, 
can we make it to the quarters and take it from there? That's when you start getting really, really excited about it. But, you know, it's it's too early to say about getting the finals. You see the calibre of team that are still in the 32. There's a lot of big clubs all over their eye on this. you imagine a Scottish club making a European final again? Yes, no doubt about it. Why not? We had great success in the last decade, 2003 and 2008. So I think these things can come round again. And, um, you know, I'm hoping it'll be us, you know, one day. Yeah, yeah. That's his frame of mind. Uh, make it to the final? Yeah, why not? Uh, so that's the attitude Celtic will take to Copenhagen uh, I think Celtic will get through I think the fact the second leg is at Celtic Park Is uh, hugely ad- advantageous uh, But there's a lot of water to go under the bridge Between now and late February And uh, you know it would be wrong of the Celtic support To go there believing that it's over and done with now A lot of Water mm. to go under the bridge We've been out getting immediate reaction on the Rangers side as well Greg Stewart says he's confident they can make it to the last 16 He says performances against Porto I'm sure they've got what it takes Excellent, I think it's an excellent draw for us Every game is going to be difficult Obviously you look at the, the big English teams as well you, we, we thought we might get drawn against one of them But it's a game we feel that we can we can definitely win over two legs I think there's seven places behind Porto in the Portuguese league And you see how well you did against them in the group stages That must give you quite a bit of confidence Definitely as I say in Europe, I think the performances have been a, a top draw. Unlucky not to win the group. We kind of kicked ourselves a little bit. But look, in the bigger picture, before the, the group started, if we got through, that was the main the main objective. So to do that, and then obviously we got the Braga in the draw. We played against the Portuguese, they're probably a Champions League team, Porto. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be feeling confident with, with that draw. Was there a, a, a mixed reaction to all? Were some people hoping for you know your, your Manchester Uniteds and Inters, or were people sort of relieved that it maybe wasn't one of the bigger names? That no, there was there was a bit of mixed bag. Boys, some boys were wanting the bigger teams because you want to, you want to face against the bigger teams and test yourself. But as I say, every, every game's going to be tough, so it doesn't really matter who you got. It's over two legs, and any, anything can happen. But as I say, we'll take lots of confidence from how well we've uh, performed in Europe this season. Assessing Braga on paper is a bit more difficult As you mentioned yeah. Alex Because it's obvious why people would draw the distinction with Porto We've seen them twice yep. Up close to Rangers Braga are 14 points behind them after 14 games So that logic tells you they're nowhere near as good as Porto Rangers dealt well with Porto and should yeah. do the same However, Braga in the Europa League Topped a group which had Wolves, Besiktas and Slovan Bratislava in it they think they took four points off Wolves, yep. so maybe not quite wise to you know to to write them off based on being behind Porto. Yeah, I think it would be naive to do that, Gordon. I think if you start doing things on paper, then it becomes that you know you don't really give it the, the respect that they deserve. They're a very very good footballing team. As I said, I seen them play in the summer. And I was really really impressed, and uh, they clearly topped the group. Anyone who goes to Molyneux as well with the players that they have. Uh, and beat them there And I think it was 3-3 And Braga So you know You can't take them lightly And the, I think the saving grace is that Steven Gerrard Not will be able to get so much footage And so forth Because it was against Wolves So they'll be able to get Their homework uh, off these guys Let's speak to Geoffrey Who's a Rangers fan on the line Are you happy with that draw Geoffrey? Um, yes um, that's a t- I was watching the draw And uh, the longer the draw went on I thought we were going to get An English team um, I think as people have been saying, we've been on one Portuguese side already, the top of the Portuguese league. I mean, who knows? Um, I've got two points I want to make. I want to make a point about the, the Motherwell game yesterday. But I think um, we're unbeaten at home. The first leg's at home. 
If we can get a result at home, who knows? Well, getting a result at home appears not to be a problem for Stephen Gerrard because he hasn't lost a game uh, in a European tie uh, since becoming Rangers manager. So, for me, talk it up, don't write them off. Talk up Rangers and their chances. Don't write off Braga because mm-hmm. you have to be no, careful. I'm not writing them all. I'm not writing them all. No, I'm not saying you are. Um, I'm just, yeah. um, that's no, a general they, they message. Are, yeah. Right. My second point, and you're, and you're talking to a frustrated Rangers fan, um, there were a number of incidents yesterday um, that involved uh, Morelos. The one, one of the major incidents was the Motherwell player going right through Morelos in the penalty area. We never even got a penalty for it, right? My point is we have a fourth official on the touchline. What's he doing in the touchline when he can't do anything to help his fellow um, officials? Um, well, he can. Well, he can, he can, he can to be fair, they, they are in constant communication. We are never going to know what that communication is. Yeah. They don't have big hand signals. We can't hear it. I'm not saying that that happened on on this occasion, yeah. but but they are. They they constantly communicate between them. They didn't think it was a penalty on Alfredo Morelos. I think you disagree. I think you also disagree, Hugh Kevens. It was a stonewall penalty. But, well, I'm not sure if blaming the fourth official on this but, instance is particularly God, beneficial. God, you're fifty, sixty yards away to make a call like that when all these bodies are coming together, and you have to remember, uh, Mugabe was marking Katic initially, so. You know, then Morelos comes into the play. So I, I, I'm going to defend the fourth official here because for him to make that call that far away, I think would have been really difficult. But again, I reiterate at the top of the show, it was a howler for me how he missed it. Jeffrey, thank you very much for the call. What do you make of that Europa League draw? I can't possibly use the word easy, but is it favourable compared to what you could have got, or do you see some potential difficulties? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Call us right now, and we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans is here, Alex Ray is alongside him. Lots of reaction coming into today's Europa League draw on Twitter. Craig D says, regards the Rangers and Celtic in the last 32, I'm looking forward to the added controversies of VAR for the first time. Ibrox and Celtic, but don't, Craig. Uh-huh. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll deal with that when we, if we need to. Chris McIntyre says, the days of Celtic not travelling well in Europe, well and truly put to bed. Results tell you. I look forward to any opponent away because of Neil Lennon and his Celtic team. Uh, Chris. I remember this from the other night Chris Murchie Or Murky I remember it Because I struggled to pronounce his surname yeah. uh, He says I tweeted the other night My wife is Danish I got the dream tie I'll probably have to make my own tea Those nights though I have two Part Danish grandsons <laughs> And they, I am told You don't say Copenhagen It's Copenhagen Alright give us that again Copenhagen Oh, oh, he's a Mr. Mr. Worldwide isn't Honestly, he? Honestly so When the Danish work Come over here Or oh, you never heard anything like it You, really? you can't understand a word Alec like. Not a word Scotty McCoo's on as well I mean Scotty's even been to the Copen ha- Copen Copen Hall The Copen Hall Stadium uh, He went with Crusaders from Belfast He's given us pictures Looks like that's going to be a great venue It is a great um, venue And Wolfman's got Nard Says although they're far behind in the league right now Braga have quality Such as Ricardo Horta, Raul and Bruno Viana It'll be trickier than we think Says Wilfman uh, Scott You know for me I, I, I'm telling people I watched this team Play in the summer Gordon I can't emphasise The Millwall players Who are no bad level Fit boys yeah. Strong They could not cope They get passed to death And the goal In which Millwall got 
was from a set play because they looked a lot more physical. Uh, Millwall, uh, it was a big, big old centre forward that scored the goal. We uh, are uh, it's just a bit of an insight into how Alex Ray spends his summer holidays as well. Yeah, watching uh, pre-season friendlies in far-flung lands. Man. <laughs> well, we are praising Celtic Rangers to the sky, and rightly so. I said at the start of the programme, where would Scottish football be without them? They have given us excitement on a different level this season, domestically and in Europe. However, neither is at the stage yet where they can say, do you know what? That's us in the last 16. 01419511025. John Paul is in Falthouse. He's a Celtic fan. What did you make of the draw? Evening, panel. How's it going? Good, thanks. Um, I, I was like the guys, you know, I think there could have been a harder ties, definitely. Um, I, I was, I wouldn't say very, very happy with the tie, but it's a tie that is, both, that is winnable for um, Celtic, especially. Uh, I don't know if that's the tie I've been looking for, but I want to think back to just last year, you know, we got into last 32 and we got Valencia, although Valencia might be better than. Um, Copenhagen but we were well beaten 2 nothing at home 2 nothing away from home you know uh, we were well taken care of so again there is there is going to be work to do it's not as, as you just said Gordon you're not just going to look at it and say like, that's us in the last 16 uh, but uh, my lovely point was I watched Celtic on Thursday and ball and go it did not fill me with any confidence whatsoever I watched the game yesterday and he was caught out again a few times if it wasn't for Aya well after it's tackled they would have been in um, I don't know if Greg Taylor is available um, after the new year. Um, I, I don't know if any can tell me if that's the case. But yeah, he's been available already, John Paul. He actually played against Wren, if you remember. So it's it's Frimpong who's not been eligible for Europe. Greg Taylor has played in Europe for Celtic this season. Has he? Yeah, he played in the Wren game at home. I'm sure he did. He did do. Yeah, I checked. It. I, I thought it was. I well, thought well, he was cup tied, mate. But he's so, actually yeah. available. I thought it was cup tied as well. But for me, I'm a wee worried about Lennon. Putting ball and going back in, you know, I, I think to get here's come in, he's not really put a foot wrong. The both of them cost the same amount of money, but for me, Greg Taylor is, is a better player. Well, uh, I'm, I, I am in uh, John Paul's corner here. I said to you yesterday, Gordon, when the Celtic team was announced, if I'm Greg Taylor, I'm disappointed. Ball and goal is playing. And I listened to Jim Duffy talking about Scott Brown in the latter stages of the game getting on to Ball and Golly, who was trying to showboat. Uh, and not making a great job of it So I'm with John Paul on this one If you say to me On Wednesday night at Tynecastle Greg Taylor or Bolingoli I'll take Greg Taylor John Paul are you cutting him any slack Because he was just injured. It looked like he was trying he, he was finding his feet And he was hitting a bit of form Then he gets injured And you know maybe having to do it all over again Are you of a mind to cut him any slack in that department? Um, I, see I'm I, I, I quite believe I'm quite fair and he was coming on to a bit again changing a few minds but overall I look at both the players how they play and I just think Greg Taylor's better defensively and he's not so bad going forward you know he was he was starting to have a bit of form and as you say here he's got to feel a wee bit aggrieved to say well wait a minute here I, I was playing well what, what I was done wrong the team never made any mistakes whereas ball and goalie on Thursday was absolutely woeful for simple defending I think in a European tie John Paul uh, I'll, I'll ask you your opinion on this in a European tie And we're getting to the serious end of the stage Now um, For me He's an accident waiting to happen Do you know an interesting thing When you look back over the course of the last few weeks here um, John Hayes was getting a game before Taylor as well For a period there yeah. You know it's almost as if he was third choice Then he had that little spell in 
I think most people would acknowledge it was actually a, you know, a decent performances he was putting in. And then in between times he goes away, plays twice for Scotland and, and sets up a goal in both games. So he you know, he, he did have a bit of momentum there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, as you rightly said there, John Paul, I watched the, the, the highlights as well. There was a big raking diagonal by um, I think it was Stevie Mallon. And I think Naismith just overhit it because he's took it he's took him right out of the game because he's got his timing all wrong. And on another day that you know we may well have scored if it wasn't for Ayer. Hang on the, the line, John Paul, we'll get your thoughts on this. Neil Lennon was delighted with the display on Sunday. He believes that it could have been a bigger scoreline. He also says Jeremy Frimpong is one of the best players he's seen at that age. I thought we're outstanding. I thought we should have won the game by a lot more. But I'm so pleased with the, the quality of chances we created. We didn't take them at times, but we thoroughly deserved the win. We were a lot more like ourselves. There's a good verve and swagger and pace about us today. Clean sheet as well, which is always great against you know a team that has to be said is a good team. <coughs> From 15, 20 minutes in, you know, dominant and um, thoroughly deserved the lead at half time. And then we could have racked up a lot more. And then sometimes when you're missing easy chances, it just gives a little bit of oxygen at times to the opposition. In terms of overall performance and Quality of performance, I'm absolutely delighted with him. And in Fring Pong, obviously, you can see for yourselves what a player he is. One of the best kids I've ever seen, you know, at that age. I'm just delighted with the, what he brings to the team and his quality of play, whether it be defensively or offensively. And in the end, there's an end product as well. You know, he thoroughly deserved his goal and he put a couple on a plate for a couple of lads which we, you know, we should have benefited from. So he's an outstanding talent and um, he looks after himself and it just... Watching him makes me tired The amount of runs he makes At high tempo And he wears people down He's an amazing player Amazing John Paul You're not happy with one of the full backs You must be happy with the other one though Oh absolutely You know uh, I think it's been said In the, the previous uh, the Previous weeks in this show uh, The calls for And then you know And Alex are no better than you And yourself When you've played football uh, <laughs> Well that wasn't a big deal But when you've played football And um, you get told when you get your chance you need to take it you know and I'm a massive fan of El Hamid I think he's come in he's not put a foot wrong he gets injured generally I think we'll get his chance you know and he's went in and he's held his cell in the guard and what I love about him is I think he's just a young guy enjoying playing first team football he goes out there he enjoys it he, like, he can I love when he gets the ball he does a wee shimmy he can go by and go inside and group the line he's, um, his crossing's good you know I think he's just five and playing first team football you know and I speak a lot about Known a few boys that play with Celtic, younger boys, and they say that a bit older boys um, are really good them. You know, and I've, I've heard Brown and their likes to beat on. They are urging them on to, to try and get them to be the best they can be. You know, and, and uh, you can see it every time they get out and play. They just love playing football and that. For, John, and John, really Paul, awesome. John Paul, do you know the thing for me is I don't think anybody at Celtic would envisage this guy was where he is at the moment. No. You know, I think they brought him in as a project to develop him and move him on. And you're absolutely right. El Hamed Bauer came in late, and everybody was clamouring for a right back as well as in a, a left back. However, this wee guy's come in, and he has lit up Parkhead. Now, the accolade that Neil Lennon has given him, the best 18 year old he's ever worked with, is sensational. You look what he's performing. You look at his character, and he's got this catchphrase on oh, my days, you know. And you see a wee guy that's absolutely loving his football. But the thing is as well There's so much more developing Because it's just at the start you have sorry, to the, sorry Hugh I was just going to say The way that And then Yeah you can accuse Me of overanalyzing this But I just thought the way All the Celtic players Looked really delighted for him They all yeah. ran to, You know and To go 1-0 up at home To Hibs in a league game It's not like it's a last minute Win on a cup final But he seems to be Rubbing off on Everyone in terms of That, that sort of feel good factor In terms of Celtic I cannot remember a greater, more meteoric rise to fame than Frimpong. And I go back some way. 
He's he's played ten games for Celtic. He has become a cult figure for the Celtic supporters. You're right. We remember when he got his first goal at Aberdeen. At the end of the game, when the Celtic players are applauding the travelling fans, Frimpong is thrown to the front. Yesterday, when he scored his goal, the sheer joy. He's brighter than the, the disco lights at Celtic Park. Did it even manage to bring a smile to your face seeing that celebration? I, I, I just think that you know this guy is extraordinary, uh, and it would be hard for Neil Lennon to to keep a lid on all of this, but he'll have to. Uh, Paul in Golly is on Twitter sticking up for his man. He says, "Tell Mister Humble Opinion Kevin's last Wednesday, last Thursday. He means last Thursday's meaningless game was the first time Celtic have lost with Paul and Golly starting and finishing the game. Ran away, close at home. Probably our best player. Time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football." Time for Beat the Pundit The first one of a new week We've got a clean slate Can you win the sign ball? Can you get more questions right Than Hugh Keevans Or Alex Ray If you're up for it Give us a call 0141 951 1025 You need to be quick Because the lines close at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan On a Monday night Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we always do on a Monday Looking back on some of the weekend's biggest talking points But it's a busier Monday than usual Because the draw for the Europa League last 32 has been made Celtic will play Copenhagen Rangers will play Braga So keep your calls coming Please 01419511025 We've also on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Lots of different news stories about today Celtic fans I wonder if you've got any thoughts on Nir Beaton signing a new contract Is that one that surprises you? Because he doesn't really play very often Or is he in fact A useful squad player To have around Let us know And we'll do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football A new week on Beat the pundit Fresh optimism Amongst the pundits In the studio Let's see what we've got On the line Paul is in Drumchapel He's going to be taking on Hugh or Alex How are you Paul? Aye, good guys, good, how are you? Not too bad at all, Paul Celtic fan, are you happy with that draw, Copenhagen? Aye, I'm delighted I said to the boys in the work today I said that's, that's the team that I wanted it to get Easier to progress against a team like Copenhagen Than the rest of them, I mean oh, Lovely, well that was the wee draw of today Let's get to the big draw and see who you're up against On Beat the Pundit If it's heads, it's Hugh Stevens. Tails, it is Alex Ray And it is heads Winnable as well I would oh, say Paul drum, against Drumchapel versus Drumchapel oh, That's the Drumchapel derby So it is what I'm going to do Is give um, You don't live there anymore of course That no. was a long time ago Well my brother's still there Oh there we go Still so you... got a foothold in the place uh, I'm going to give you something else To listen to Hugh Maybe some Christmas tunes Maybe some Some Clyde too Right okay Paul you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Hugh You can pass So if you don't know it Pass it and move on to the next one okay Right Good man your time starts now in what year did Celtic last face Copenhagen? 2010 Who's currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Hearts Which country did Ryan Jack make his international debut against? Israel Who's the current manager of Queen of the South? Pass Where did Rangers sign George Edmondson from? Uh, Oxford Name Aberdeen's outgoing chairman 
Mount. What is the name Shoot of Dunfermline's? I've started it. So, what is the name of Dunfermline's home ground? East End Park. Okay. Uh, let's bring Hugh Kevens back. Hugh, can you hear us? You can? Yes, I can. Good stuff. Some tricky questions in there tonight. I'm oh, sure. dear. Prepare yourself. Uh, right, you ready? Go. Right, same set of questions to you, and your time starts now. In what year did Celtic last face Copenhagen? 2004. Who is currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Hamilton. Which country did Ryan Jack make his international debut against? Denmark. Who is the current manager of Queen of the South? Pass. Where did Rangers sign George Edmondson from? From Tranmere. Name Aberdeen's outgoing chairman. Stuart Mill. What is the name of Dunfermline's home ground? East End Park. Who is the Celtic captain before Scott Brown? Quickly. <sighs> Too late. All right. What do you think, Paul? Ah, uh, uh, I can't <laughs> oh, Let's find out. Uh, let's find out Right First one I don't think there was much in it We can agree on that What year did Celtic last face Copenhagen It was 2006 Ooh. So you were both There or thereabouts But 2006 Who's bottom of the Premiership It is Hamilton Paul So I'm afraid that Hugh Evans goes into A 1-0 lead What country did Ryan Jack Make his international debut against Do you remember Kazakhstan It was the Netherlands Remember the game at oh, Pataudry Oh right back Yeah good show um, Malky Mackay was in charge So 1-0 to Hugh The manager of Queen of the South Is Alan Johnson Still 1-0 to Hugh uh, Where did Rangers sign George Edmondson from? Oldham It's Oldham Still 1-0 to Hugh Name Aberdeen's outgoing chairman Stuart Milne Well done Paul You got that one right So did Hugh uh, What's the name of Dunfermline's home ground? East End Park Hugh got it Paul got it as well So Hugh's still one in front And I'm afraid the last one didn't matter The Celtic Petrov. captain before Scott Brown I think it was Stephen McManus Oh Big um, Mick But there we go I'm afraid Paul he's done you 3-2 to two. Aye well done Hugh Well done Paul thanks a lot The elder statesman in the Drumchapel derby Comes out <laughs> on top Paul unlucky Close enough though 3-2 you can definitely give it a, another go sometime We were there before it had pavement And see if you this can go true. one better So there we go That was Paul on Beat the Pundit Your chance will be here at the same time tomorrow So if you think you've got what it takes Step up to the plate I noticed producer Andy was getting more balls signed in the office We're clearly giving too many away these days So you pundits are going to have to Get your act together So to speak That was a good victory uh, For Hugh Keevens What about the other results from the weekend that stood out? Well Hearts For example Hearts nil, St Johnston 1 uh, As I said in the intro to the programme The last time Hearts Or rather St Johnston won an away match yes. Was December last year uh, for Daniel Stendhal It was a dramatically bad start And he's got Celtic to come on Wednesday uh, Clearly They're in bother And they needn't think that they couldn't go down uh, For me They've got many many problems Among them Through the spine of the team Christoph Berra Mid-30s Glenn Whelan Mid-30s Stephen McLean up front Late-30s these are the kind of problems that, that Stendhal is going to have to address Gordon, having watched the highlights of that game uh, I, I was astonished that he tried to play such a high line against, you know, Halloran And, uh, the, you know, the players, the pace that they had I, I was astonished because mm. it was just like you, When you're playing against guys that are fast to you What you do, tend to do is drop off and don't give them any space However, they were playing a high line allowing them just to uh, waltz in So... 
really difficult times you for know, them at the moment. It's almost too good to be true for Celtic going there on Wednesday. You know, Hearts have failed to score in four of their last five games. Everything about them at the moment is negativity yes. uh, and you know the, the, the lack of pace that Alec mm. talks about. Celtic, if they were bang on it Wednesday night could give them a terrible do you, do, going Gordon, over do you know the one thing just quietly that uh, you know I, I give him a really tough time Ike Piazu is suspended for Wednesday he has managed to give Rangers and Celtic a wee bit of tough time with the physical presence but I just can't see how he can possibly get a result on Wednesday night uh, I've actually received a nice comment for you Hugh uh, oh. Tricky Nicky has been in touch <laughs> he says tell Hugh he got it spot on again and some laughing faces and I thought what's all this about clicked in and of course it is Hibbs Christian Doidge who has been named the Ladbrokes Premiership Player of the Month now, for November let's keep this in perspective <laughs> he's won the Player of the Month he hasn't won the Ballon d'Or uh, he's, he's uh, good luck to him uh, but can he sustain it that's the thing get back to me Tricky Nicky or whatever your name was Do you uh, think he's been inspired Christian Dodge By your tough love th- That you gave him on the show well, maybe, maybe you could take some credit for it uh, Good luck to the guy um, But Some of his finishes Oh a little bit to good fortune Oh let's say. come on Who cares They all count surely It doesn't matter how he goes in Seven goals his last six games A nice yeah. little turnaround And it's ironic It has to take the manager to go Before he starts getting into gear Yeah Where we was he in Sunday incidentally Where was he? 01419511025 Alex is a Rangers fan from Airdrie What's in your mind tonight Alex? Oh hi guys Hi Gordon no, Hugh, hello, uh, Alex hi. Um, First of all a wee comment To begin with on the, on the draws For the um, uh, Europa League mm. I, I think a wee, a wee bit of luck Both Rangers and Celtic could get past uh, The opposition um, And I wish both of them Obviously the best of luck my call really uh, is about um, Alfredo Morelos. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I think his reputation obviously precedes him, and I don't think he gets a fair crack from from referees. I mean, some of the decisions recently in the box, Feyenoord, Aberdeen, Motherwell, etc., etc., quite glaring penalties, which I think Hugh you've commented on and said, yeah, it's tickling penalties. Mm-hmm. He's just not getting them. Um, and I don't think he, he, he's being treated fairly. All right, so yeah, you're, you're talking about penalties rather than the, the sending off. Alex. Well, I don't condone his behaviour. I was watching the game yesterday. As soon as he made the gesture, I said to myself, he's, go- he's gone off. He's got to go off. He left the referee with absolutely no... Uh, you know, no option. option but to send him off. It was a very stupid thing to do, um, and I'm sure his manager will uh, have something to say about that. But to get back to the point that I'm making, I just don't think the boy gets a fair crack of the whip from referees. Alex, see the, the the penalties that you're talking about, the three that I can off the top of my head. Yesterday, uh, Hugh and I said it was a penalty up at Aberdeen uh, a couple of weeks ago, Stonewall penalty. And the one you were actually talking about over in Feyenoord For me was as mm-hmm. you know I, I was doing the commentary at the time And I went that's a penalty Because it was crystal clear But there can't be uh, a, a, any sort of witch hunt against Alfredo It's really just down to poor uh, decision making by the referee Because if you take the, the Feyenoord referee Gordon He was doing the Champions League final last year So he's held in such high regard And he clearly missed mm. and didn't call it correctly As, as I saw it anyway But 
There's three instances That the referee have got it wrong But and I don't it, know if necessarily it's, They've got it against him as, as a person Because you've got two different nationalities For starters And then the Aberdeen one as well right? We agreed that it, that it was a penalty But remember a free kick was given So that's a, that's a judgement error On whether it was in or outside the box That's not really Alfredo Morelos's reputation going before him You know the yeah. decision was given There was an error about where Yeah. But you know it's not like The ref accused him of diving Or, or going over So I can see where Alec It's easy to understand why you reached the conclusion Hugh Because he, he, he has he, He's produced three yeah. recent incidents Where I think everyone in the studio Believes Morelos should have had a yeah. penalty But yeah. is, is, it, is it really about his reputation? No not at all I, I, As Alec Ray has rightly pointed out you can take two of those penalties and one was a Scottish referee, the other one was a foreign referee. Before you build up a case of victimisation, he did get a penalty against Celtic in a cup final uh, and the Celtic player was sent off, Jeremy Frimpel. So you, you can't build up a case of victimisation there. Uh, and he did get the penalty and he missed it. Yeah, listen, there's also a case for last Thursday's uh, in, the, in the Young Boys game as well Where it looked as if it was a nick on his left leg as well So is, it, it, is, is the actual truth here that this is a guy who is just involved in so much? everything yeah. So you know, it's almost like you're playing a percentage game He's going to yeah. go down numerous I, times in I, the box Some will be, some won't I yeah. said to you yesterday, Gordon, during the Motherwell game Every time the ball lands at Morelos' feet Motherwell are banging trouble and that's why he's involved in so many penalty incidents Because he is, to all opposing defences, a pest He's an absolute handful And do you know, do you know what the thing is? If we take the cup final uh, last week You take yesterday's game I, I'm trying to rack my brain You often say that I can't remember when, you know, uh-huh. then I've never seen a striker hit so many shots, shots on target <laughs> Yeah and make keepers work in a couple of games mm. as, as I've seen in the last couple of weeks And that's credit to him Because yeah. he's working the keeper He's getting in the right areas And he's, he's managing to carve out ones himself as well hang on, hang on the line Alex And I'll get your thoughts on this Because there's some more from Stephen Gerrard That we've not brought you He's tipping Morelos to bounce back From his first red of the season um, Here's what he had to say after the game on that subject Unplayable Unplayable And look I think it is a setback today He knows that We know that But let's not forget How much of an improvement has been and we'll reset him and I'm sure he'll be fine because he hates missing football matches and I'm sure he hates getting punished in the pocket so hopefully he'll get back on the on the horse and continue to improve in that area. The pleasing thing for you must be that you to control the game. Yeah, well, we, we've had a bit of experience from from playing with 10 men. What I was happy with is we, we continue to be strong, we continue to be organised. No, We never lost our shape. The first away game against Motherwell last year, we were all over the place for, for part of the game so... I was really happy with uh, us out of possession positionally and how strong we were and how much we competed. Alan McGregor's had to be called upon once, which was a magnificent save. But besides that, we've dominated and controlled this game. And you're talking about a team that are third. You're talking about a team that have won the last three without conceding. So it's a strong away win. Alex and Airdrie, is that the way you see it? This was a, a setback for Morelos yesterday. Do you expect him to, to come back and continue on an improved Disciplinary run Compared to the one last season It was a setback Particularly the way You know He's He's, he's improved his behaviour Since the start of this season uh, You know Stephen Gerrard and his staff Have obviously You know Done a good job on him It was particularly disappointing However He, he was going, He was getting pelters All game And I, I don't excuse his behaviour His reaction to, to that behaviour uh, Is inexcusable 
But forget about continental referees and the decisions they give uh, concerning Morelos. I sit, I sit and watch him every other week, and he just does not get a break from any of our domestic referees. Now I know you're going to say the the, the decision at Aberdeen was on the line as an ex referee. On the line is in the box, so it's a penalty. No, that's what I'm saying, Alex. We're all agreeing with you, but what I'm saying is that's not that is not a referee having it in for Alfredo Morelos. If he gives the free kick rather than the penalty, is that not just a you know? I'd see the point if he goes down and the referee turns a blind eye, then that that would strengthen your argument. But he, he got a decision. It just so happens that the ref the wrong one got got the, the wrong area for it. Yeah, can I just repeat what I said earlier? Um, I sit there every other week and watch how referees deal with uh, situations involving Morelos and the boy can't catch a break. He, 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 he's simply not treated fairly by domestic referees. Well, to say he's not treated fairly is to build up a, a conspiracy then, is to say that he is victimised. Uh, and I, I just can't buy that, Alex. You know, that Rangers get plenty of penalties uh, and... He did get one from Willie Collum in a cup final against Celtic, and that the Celtic player was sent off. I'm struggling to to see a case of victimisation here. Because he's always been this way, Alex. Because he is so involved, you've got a situation where Rangers. And by the way, Alex isn't alone, so I understand yeah, that Rangers so Rangers fans feel that Morelos gets a hard time, and actually, fans of every other club probably think he gets away with. Mur- so th- that's the type of guy is. He's he's that involved that Rangers fans are convinced. That he's yeah. hard done by And everyone else thinks He gets away with murder So that just shows you How involved he is all I, the time I, I actually like the fact That he's involved I think when he's involved It actually spurs him on Hugh Sometimes oh. when I was Playing football as well When somebody used to Give me a clump and all that It actually got me Really spurred up And wanted to get Right involved in it I said uh, yesterday During my half time uh, analysis That after about 10 or 15 minutes Morelos was the one That sparked things oh. uh, I said that when I was Over in Porto a few weeks ago uh, Exact same thing And he, when he's on the edge and when he's on the edge, he's always looking to try and get involved with people. And a lot of the times as he buys fills with it, a lot of times he just slightly oversteps the mark. I think this is the ingredients with Morelos. And I don't see it going away anytime soon. I actually like the fact that he's got on top of it this year. And it's obviously come back for that I, one time. I, I couldn't tell you how many penalties he's actually gained for Rangers directly. But Tavernier took so many penalties... And then started to miss so many that we actually had a debate over whether it was time to change the penalty taker. So I, I can't see where there's a conspiracy here and referees have made a concerted effort not to give decisions in Alfredo Morelos's favour. Alex and Airdrie, thank you very much for the call. Keep them coming, 0141 951 uh, Celtic fans, what about that new contract for Nir Beaton? Is it a good decision because he's a useful squad player? Or does it surprise you Because he doesn't really feature very much So why extend the stay Give us your thoughts And we'll get a full time teaser Up and running next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com It's time for Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans To tackle a full time teaser If you've never heard this before That's when you send the questions into us And we give the guys Until the end of the show To try their best And come up with the answers It usually ends in me giving clues away Uh uh, But we do get there in the end So this one's been sent in uh, by Graham Stevens. Thank you to Graham for sending it in He's looking for six players Who have scored knockout stage goals For Celtic or Rangers This decade 
So only six players have scored knockout stage goals For Celtic or Rangers this decade So it could be Champions League or Europa League Basically goals after Christmas in Europe That's the best way of thinking about it There are six of them Scott, I will tell Prusso you the... Novo No Scott McDonald. No Chris Boyd Nope Samaras Nope Larson Nope Hooper Nope What? This decade 2010 onwards right? I'll, I'll, I'll help me a little bit Think Why don't we start most recently? Who's it most likely to be out of Celtic or Rangers Griffiths. If you're going recently? Celtic obviously from the last couple of seasons Not Griffiths um, I'll give you the game to, to start you off It's not going to help is it? Zenit at home Paul Hartley No much later no, This is This is recent This dude. is recent This is Brendan Rodgers time Zenit at home Dembele Edward <laughs> <laughs> This could take a while <laughs> He's still there I know I know Forrest Keep going you'll, you'll Sinclair get No keep going McGregor Yes there we go Callum My McGregor God. Wow <laughs> This could take was? a while We've got one down <laughs> Luckily only five to go Let's speak to David in Cumbernauld He's been hanging on quite some time Hi David Evening Evening panel Hello uh, I've just got two wee points uh, I've, I've just seen the UEFA Cup draw We've got uh, Braga mm-hmm. I reckon we, we could come away with the uh, Braga Right Oh, oh, I like it. Stop it David. Boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, what well, I just think, uh, I think uh, maybe uh, Morelos getting sent off might be a good thing to see uh, how Defoe reacts because it's been a lot of while since we've actually seen him take full part in a full ninety minute match, and so it might be good to see how see what he can do. I, I don't doubt that um, Jermaine Defoe will be. Uh, an adequate replacement for Alfredo Morelos uh, on Friday night. It's back to the old story, though. If you had to have one and not the other, which one would you take first? And Rangers, in his mm. current form, would always take Alfredo Morelos. So to that extent, he he will be missed. It would be odd if he weren't missed. But the four. Lifelong scorer yeah. of goals I think you have to go back a month Hugh to uh, Defoe's last appearance I think it was against Hamilton And uh, I think it lasted about 75-80 minutes before uh, Last Mar- start Mar- though Last start, oh, last start yeah. Yes So you can back a month before he's actually started the game I think it'll be a wee bit frustrated That he's lack of game time Because he was actually You know when he was doing mm. that rotation thing It was working quite well for him But I think there's a kind of acceptance now that Morelos is the number one. Yeah, a lot less game time for him recently. Yep. I mean, he's getting off the bench for a few minutes here and there, but believe it or not, for a guy who had a period of banging them in, you have to go back to the 27th of October for his last goal. Against Motherwell. Like I say, that's not necessarily a slight on him. It's more a reflection of the limited minutes he's getting yep. now compared to then. What? How do you think he'll cope then with... Having to come in from the start And having to, to lead the line Yeah on I, think, I think it'll be a totally different game for Rangers Gordon I think Morelos is one of the guys That can take the ball in He can ruffle people up He can create goals himself So they'll have to make sure The balls go, come into Jermaine Defoe's feet Are Nice little balls down the inside uh, Channels Due to the fact his movement's very good So they'll have to adapt their game Because it is a totally different striker You're going to see on Friday night uh, David so you, you don't think Rangers Um Chances are, are lessened at all by Morelos not being available? Well, I think uh, Defoe and Morelos are very different players. And, and I think uh, when one of the first names of the sheets is just 
Morelos, you know what I mean? It's almost expected that Morelos is going to start. So maybe teams have looked far into the future and go, well, let's train on working on Morelos and now they're having to worry about before. And um, I think it's a good thing because you never know what these strikers are going to do unless you give them a chance. And I think maybe it's a show of how good Morelos is that he is keeping Jermaine Defoe at the team. I don't think it's a good thing. I think you'd always want your number number one man. However, Defoe is a handy guy to have up your sleeve when the number one man is indisposed, shall we say. Okay, thank you very much, David in Cumbernauld. It's 01419511025. You can also tweet us at Clyde SSB. Let's see what's coming in uh, on there. Quite a lot, I must say. So it's hard to uh, to always sift through. Craig Lindsay uh, speaks on behalf of you as well, Hugh Keevans. He says, if Rangers get Celtic in the last sixteen, <laughs> there will be three old firm games in succession. Don't think my heart could handle it. Nobody's heart could. <laughs> Nobody. Not Alec Ray's. Not yours. Not the mushroom <laughs> Not Gordon Diel Nobody's heart could take that Alan Foy makes the same point Three in the space of seven days From the 12th to 19th of March wow. Because I think they would fall either side of The, the already scheduled league game Can okay, you imagine? Oh, I'd be absolute carnage <laughs> Bring it on you <laughs> oh, Absolutely um, Stephen McCulloch's got a question He says Was Greg Taylor not cup tied As he played for Kilmarnock Against the Nomads The answer is no Stephen if you check He played for Celtic against Wren at Celtic Park The 3-1 three game one, He yes. played the full game and, and if you Check doubt it. it He also got booked In that game So <laughs> he, he must he, have been there He got booked He's on record um, Yeah quite right uh, Just quickly then On No I'll tell you what, I'll give you a bit more time On the teaser Stuart Because Armstrong. I think you're go- Where did you pluck that one from? That's, yeah. a, That's a great standing. show Well done Chris Do Collins? you remember who it was against? Not a clue Inter Milan Wow Under Ronnie Dyla There you are See? Good old Ronnie uh, Chris Commons No Tom Rogic No S Very simple Twitter name S is on He's got Three of them S is doing pretty well Uh, Right What about A new contract Given to Nier Beaton Today Hugh Extending his stay at Celtic Um, In terms of years He's going to be quite a servant By by the time he's racked up We don't see him too often In a starting capacity What do you make of that? Leon likes him um, When you think back to cup final A couple of weeks ago there um, Beaton comes on Shores up the defence uh, He's handy he, he used to be For me A kind of Ambling midfield player uh, But Looks A more dependable Type As a defender um, So Handy guy to have around Go on, Is, is he one of these guys not, Alex sorry. Is now benefiting from his Versatility Yeah absolutely And I think when you look at The sent half He's he's cantered it Goes into the middle of the park I think he's played 20 odd games This year Gordon So it's no surprise to me That they're offered him A new contract uh, Because he's clearly Contributing to the team And I would imagine They'd be valuing him as well You know there'd be teams Down south uh, Looking at a guy like him An international Steady Eddie Does the job Yeah well let's get some Thoughts on the line Jamie's a Celtic fan In Perth Jamie I've seen a lot of contrasting opinions on Twitter, Jamie. Some people saying, "Yeah, great, he's a he's a he's a good player, he's versatile, a good squad player," but other people saying, "Well, what's the point in giving more money to a guy who doesn't play very often?" Are you? But he has. Well, you, that's you, the thing. I know. I mean, that's what they're saying online. But he has. He's played over twenty odd games this season. You, what camp would you be in, Jamie? Uh, I'll just correct you. I'm not. I'm not in Perth anymore. So uh, moved a couple of months ago. Oh, but I mean, where are I, you I, now? There is one, 
I'm in uh, back home in Tillicutri. So there we go. Producer Andy, sort well. yourself out. He's Jamie in Tillicutri. <laughs> on you go, Jamie. I, I know. I, I did clock that he didn't ask me, so I would <laughs> just say when I went live on air, okay. Good man. But I originally phoned up about the the Euro, Europa League draw, but we we beat on uh, beat on. I've always thought. Uh, I, I don't know how you should, but you know how there's sometimes players in a team where you'd rather have them than no have them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if some people would call that a utility player. Uh, I've always felt we've beaten uh, there's there's more of a game with him if you know what I mean he's I'd say he's been consistent for us in a sense not uh, as consistent and as good as other players but I've always felt there's there's something in there so I mean my thing is I mean for we're not paying any money for him we're just you know basically extending his contract uh, sometimes you you know it's better with the devil you know than the devil you don't so uh, that's kind of yeah. where I am with it yeah you're absolutely right uh, Jamie he's been there for six years he's extended it for I think another three years so you know it's a guy who knows the club he knows the expectations and as I said there he's contributing uh, with quite a lot of games and appearances and it may well be that Neil Lennon kind of sees him as that utility player as you say because he can trust him and I think when you can trust someone you're happy to have them about the place and plus his professionalism and so forth. So that's a lot of things you spoke about from Paul Miller on Gordon and, and, and he, you know, these guys can help these boys uh, develop as well. I mean, Hugh, if you think he started the game at Ibrooks, which would be one of Celtic's high points of the season, the 2-0 uh-huh. win there, he started. So it's not just about getting pitched into games that, that don't matter. He, he has had to step up to the plate this time, uh, this season, I should say. Even at Hamden last week, yeah. he was one of the guys thrown on yeah. at a time when Celtic really needed to defend well and, and he did. There'll never be an ear beat on DVD. He'll never be an icon, uh, but he'll be Mr. Dependable. And Neil Lennon clearly values uh, that kind of player about his squad. Yeah, um, what about the Europa League then, Jimmy? Confident? Well, I, well, I, I joined the show late. I didn't get into about the back of seven, but uh, I think you were talking before my call there that maybe some of the other callers have uh, been speaking about the Europa League draw and talking about the possibility of Celtic and Rangers meeting in Europe. Now, uh, that, that's exactly why I was calling. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's a quick two-part question. I mean, I think Rangers and Celtic, I don't think we've had as good a chance as this in a long, long time to get two clubs even further past where, uh, I mean, after Christmas, uh, after the, the round of 32. So I'm looking at the ties in there. And I'm just going to ask the panel firstly, what do you think are the best teams for Celtic and Rangers to get if we want to get through to the the quarters? And the second part of the question was, if they do reach the quarters and uh, UEFA hit the nuclear option and draw both of them out in the same tie, who wins? Oh, Telecutri <laughs> must be a really optimistic <laughs> place because uh, you know you no, get... no, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> no, I I, I think. With the greatest respect, I think that's dangerous talk because you're already starting to dismiss people and you can't dismiss Copenhagen and Braga. They're in the last 32 like Celtic and Rangers and they deserve equal respect. Uh, so I think to start talking about the quarters uh, is disrespectful. Ah, we can all dream, well, Alex. Listen, listen, it depends on who gets through, but if you, if you were looking at teams like uh, Ghent, Malmo, um, you know, uh, Frank Frankfurt are I think tenth. Uh, last, you know, teams like that. Uh, even if uh, if Cluj get back through again, you know, I would imagine that Rangers and Celtic would actually fancy a chance to get through them. But listen, there's a long way to go. It's just this is just kind of kind of killing time because we don't know who's going to be in the next uh, round, Gordon. Yeah, I mean, some of those teams are obviously paired against 
stronger teams. I mean, if you yeah. were looking Wolfsburg against Malmo, one of them goes through. But again, that would that would still be difficult, wouldn't it? Um, it's it it quite a good split because you look at teams like Eintracht Frankfurt that are yeah. still in it, but they're up against Salzburg. So yes. Salzburg would probably, possibly um, put them out. Apoel against Basel, so one of them goes through. It's, it's difficult to look ahead. And as, as Jamie says, Jamie then wants to look even further ahead and ask who would win if the teams were to meet. Do you know what makes this re- would make that really interesting, Hugh? Is when was the last time we had to deal with two legs, away goals? We, you just don't know how which team that would suit. I mean, yeah. Celtic have won the two meetings between the sides this season. Yeah. I, don't, I guess that makes them. Gives them a slight edge But it would, be really, it would be really fascinating to see How the two legs The home and away situation worked Right Fascinating is not necessarily the word I would attract uh, Attached to it um, I mean we're in Gdansk already With some people Good. You know Save the last Gdansk for me Yeah Listen to you know the, the fact that you were saying that If it did happen You would effectively have Three old firm games on the bounce in a week In seven days It'd be, it'd be absolutely Insane Ever happened before you? Do you know what I think it has uh, In the back of my mind um, I recall Games coming thick of, I remember Successive weekends uh, At Celtic Park uh, Celtic won the first one And then the second one They all went daft And four were sent off um, So That's what happens Alec I don't need to tell you there's an accumulation of tension mm-hmm. And I think Celtic won On the Sunday And the following Sunday um, Peter Grant got sent off And Mark Hately I think got sent off and, and two others It builds up and builds up Three in a row Oh caramba <laughs> Dino Lad is on Twitter Thanks to Jamie by the way in Tillacoutry Not Perth yes. uh, Thanks to Jamie for the call Dino says Well done near beat on The man knows what the club is about Gets the contract on merit uh, Chris O'Halloran Good news Handy player uh, Owen says Super servant When called upon Always stepped up Good for him uh, It's more than it Than he deserves So that's Twitter At Clyde SSB What about tonight's Question Now this right. one was sent in If you want to hear Your question Used on the show The address you need to Send it to Is fulltime At Clyde1.com Six players uh-huh. Have scored Knockout stage goals For Celtic Or Rangers This decade the decade is drawing to a close. You've got Callum McGregor against Zenit, uh-huh. and you've got Stuart Armstrong against Inter. Stephen Davis. No. Oh, Jelovic. No. Stephen Whitaker. We, where is he producing these films? I'll tell, I'll you, tell you why. Stephen. I'll tell you why. I'll give you my story. He scored, and I had had a bet. And you know, I'm not a betting man. Please gamble responsible. I had had a bet, and. I won a three-figure sum And I asked my son-in-law Who's a Celtic supporter To pick up the money And he said no (laughs) (laughs) You are right Stephen Whitaker Yeah Brilliant What a pleasure to watch this man in action tonight brilliant You have to beat me Um, Do you remember who it was against? It was a Spanish team No it wasn't But I would advise you to try and remember who it was against Because it might hold the key to the rest of the answers No Sporting Uh, Lisbon Mm. Well I'll tell you what We're halfway there You've got McGregor And Armstrong from Celtic You've got Stephen Whitaker From Rangers You've got three down Three to go We'll try and get them next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are on the home street. They're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, but that means they've got work to do. It's the opposite to what you would think. It doesn't mean they get to take their foot off the gas. They need to get the finger out on the teaser because we're looking for six players that have scored knockout stage goals for Celtic or Rangers this decade. Callum McGregor and Stuart Armstrong have done it for Celtic. You've got them. You've also got Stephen Whitaker from Rangers. Any more? Stephen Naismith? No. Lafferty? No. Sasa Papas? No. Quella? No. Weir? No. Brockenegra? No. <laughs> I'm struggling now. How many of the three who are left? How many played for Celtic and played for Rangers? One more Celtic and two more Rangers. All the Rangers players were in the same tie. No, they were all in the same tie. You've got Whitaker, so the other two were in the same tie. Nope. And the I almost said it there. The one you're looking for for Celtic was in the same tie as one of the ones you've already got as well. Okay, At Nutty Prince has tweeted back in again Copenhagen, two goals in a minute Turned the game around And I put £10 on it at 6-1 to one. Big smiley face Please bet responsibly um, But there we go So Copenhagen were losing to a dense earlier on Celtic fans can start keeping an eye on their results Between now and the end of February, Hugh Yeah, uh, so much can happen between now and February I mean, who knows what the transfer window will do In terms of strengthening Celtic and Rangers um, So... It's great Talk it up But don't talk the opposition down uh, Let's take a look at some of the other teams And managers from the weekend We've not viewed Fir Park from a Motherwell perspective Really here's what Stephen Robinson made of it um, We're disappointed because You know we know we need 11 players To be at the top of their game um, I thought we'd 5 or 6 players that were below par um, you know, our decision making was a little bit rushed, and we were trying to get through every ball, put people through instead of a, the patience that we usually show and the invention we usually show. So, and I say that, and we were only one 0 down to a set play, you know, and there wasn't a lot between the two teams. I thought we started the second half particularly well, and we should we should have been one all. You know, credit to Alan McGregor, the, the saves world class. It's it's incredible, but we should have been one all, and then it, I think it puts a different perspective on the game. Strange one for Motherwell, Alex, because they clearly. Weren't at their best yeah. And they didn't do enough Yet they had two massive chances And you just yeah. wonder how different it could have been If Alan McGregor hadn't pulled off What was one of the best saves we've yeah. seen this season Yeah I said at the time Gordon Once I went through at the back And I seen Long attacking the ball I thought it's just a matter of time Before you see the net uh, bulging But he gets over quickly He's brave because he knows he's going to get clattered as well And he manages to kind of claw away his instincts And what is he 37, 38 now Alan He's not a spring chicken So it was a remarkable save And it was an important save Because of the timing of it Rangers were only 1-0 up at the time So He's been doing that since he came back Hence the reason why Stephen Gerrard Has uh, uh, gave him another year extension Yeah I mean That's Mother and fourth Hugh Aberdeen won at the weekend Stephen Robinson Clearly wasn't oh, He wasn't impressed really With what he witnessed Maybe just not enough quality on the ball Not keeping it When They had opportunities to Yeah Yeah The, the whole day was full of ifs and buts You know If, if Long Had the uh, Perhaps take the chance early on um, But on the other hand If Don Robertson had given Rangers the penalty on Morelos Which he should have done The, the margin would have been even more emphatic uh, I think Stephen Gerrard was right Strong, solid victory uh, And as we approach 2020 
and a close to the season that will include the belated stages of European football. Um, doing your work at Motherwell is a good idea. Jim Goodwin was happy with St Mirren's fighting spirit to earn a point against Livingston. Um, what a game it was, a six-goal thriller. But St Mirren were 3-1 down, you can back... To, to get something at three all, here's what the manager had to say. Obviously delighted with the character shown by the players. Um, you know, to lose the goal on half time in the manner that we did was very, very frustrating because something that we've worked on all week. You know, we know the dangers that Livingston, you know, possess with balls in the box. Very, very good delivery from their point of view, but really slack marking from their point of view. You know, and uh, unfortunately we, we dropped the runner and it was a free header and you go in a goal behind the half time. But we asked the boys to show a bit of character, which I think they did. And we knew we'd have the wind at our back and that played a big part in the first half. So we had to try and use that to our benefit. You know, the first and the third goal for me are just really disappointing. You know, Sean is doing well on the cover, but unfortunately slips on the 18 yard line and then it's a free hitter goal. It's probably only one good goal out of out of all six and that was probably our first one where John Obika does really well on the 18 yard line rolls the centre half and plays a great ball across the face for uh, Junior Marias apart from that every other goal is avoidable you know there's mistakes obviously the conditions don't help the wind the rain the pitch is heavy so yeah I felt that before the game the team that makes the least amount of mistakes will probably go and win the game as it balanced out both teams made a fair few mistakes and a point across the board was probably fair probably feels like a win though when you do well, it in those circumstances I think we were in here and Hugh and I were saying it was 3-1 down we couldn't see yeah. it uh, coming back because of the lack of goals but you have to say they showed character and I totally agree with them the actual level of defending on the day I think that was p- partly due to the conditions we, we, we listened to Fraser it was blowing a gale it was raining and ultimately, you know, they made a lot of mistakes. But it must have been, you know, you go to games and you think, right, it's going to be one of the quiet ones. You've managed to get six goals. You've walked away with a point. I think Jim will be the more happy than the managers. It's a weekend that leaves the Scottish Premiership table looking like this at the bottom, Hugh. Hamilton, bottom. Hearts are alongside them on 12 points. A little bit of a gap now. Three points ahead, St Johnston and St Mirren. So that bottom four... How do you assess that now? Because we we mentioned over the weekend that it's, it's not early in the season anymore. It's not even close to early in the season, but it's still tight and a lot can change. The heart situation is interesting. Um, the genuinely relegation candidates. Without a doubt, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I was just going to say that he, two wins in the last 17 games. If uh-huh. that's no relegation yeah. form, I don't know. No, and I, I know, of course, but you know, you, you get that idea sometimes that they're. The nightmare scenario They'll eventually turn it around I know, I know, I know. And Do you know the reason why you come to that conclusion? The size of the club Absolutely, the yeah. money, the resources, the facilities the, night, was... the nightmare scenario is that Daniel Stendhal turns out to be the wrong man And this becomes quickly apparent The Celtic game on Wednesday will be fascinating As I say, a Hearts team that have failed to score in four of their last five matches Who cannot win at home It's either too good to be true for Celtic or it's an incredible banana skin for Celtic but you have to think that Celtic have the players uh, who can go there and then there's the Edinburgh derby and if Stendhal's methods don't go down well with the players I fully appreciate it's all speculative at the moment but he has got to be the right man or else the worry deepens Gordon when you look at the actual table And you look at Hamilton I think most people on this show Have been tipping them to go down For the last five or six years They have been over the course and distance They know how to actually just Nick out it at the right time And if it came to the wire And it was currently like it is you now You'd have to fancy Hamilton to get out it Because they've done it time after time And then there's the St Mirren factor St Mirren have to claw their way Every midweek Every weekend 
And Jim Goodwin doesn't need me to tell him that But they've had a good couple of weeks Because they've taken four points out of six And to get a point on Saturday Was a tremendous achievement Having been 3-1 down But they know They'll be clawing and fighting And scratching and biting for survival From now until May yeah, I mean, it's eight points, I think, separating the bottom six Ross County, Livingston, and then down to St Mirren, St Johnston, Hearts and Hamilton So I don't suppose anyone is, is out of that yet It's too early to be to be considered safe Maybe the ones above it, Hibs and Kilmarnock and Motherwell You'd imagine the way they've all started, it's about looking up the way Yeah, without doubt, uh, you know, that is actually quite close, Gordon A couple of wins uh, could make all the difference You know, you look at Ross County, you get a couple of wins of late You know, you look at St Johnston, picked up points, St Mirren's picking up points so it's just whoever picks them up at the best time. Three more on the teaser. What have you got? Nothing. Silence. Tony Watt. No. It was the same game as Stuart Armstrong. It was the Inter Milan game. It was at Celtic Park. It was under Ronnie Dyla. I think it finished three all. No, it's a bit after his time. Mm. Right, he might not be Celtic's best Swedish striker of the last 20 odd years, but he was a Swedish striker nevertheless. Oh, yeah. The. the oh. And see him He's a real Fancy for himself <laughs> John Gadetti. So. John Gadetti. Well done Right yeah, you've got sure. all the Celtic ones The two other Rangers ones Also came against Sporting In 2011 To say one of them Was a controversial character Doesn't quite cover it uh, El Hajjouf Yes I knew you'd get it from that And another one Was from The US of A You've hey. already given me Bocanegra So it's oh. not him Oh, the the midfielder. No, no, no. You're thinking Beasley. Beasley, yeah. Andy, uh, I can't think. Initials. Oh, you'll get this. M E. Morisedu. Morisedu. We got there in the end, kind of right. Thank you, Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray. Uh, busy show, so apologies if you didn't get through. But please give us a call back tomorrow. We'll be back at six with Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. And in the meantime, stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.